Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Business Unveiled, expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the creative industry and share with you what we have learned from them and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the creative industry. Today's podcast is brought to you by Collective 615, a luxury co-working community and space designed by women for women who desire to connect, collaborate, grow professionally and personally. The community is for women who desire a work environment that inspires and motivates them to elevate both professionally and personally. Collective 615 goal is to have a community of businesswomen who are at different places in their entrepreneurial journey. They offer a range of memberships to make it obtainable to invest in yourself and your brand. All programs are developed by creating diverse courses, speakers, and events that provide professional and personal development. If you're looking to collaborate, connect, and create with like-minded people, the women of Collective 615 believe in investing in you and your brand. If you're starting a business, growing your current one, or you're working from home or remotely and you need a place to work or to host workshops and events, visit collective615.com today. Hi, y'all. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Business Unveiled. I am super excited to interview one of my very good friends who makes amazing jewelry. Her name is Judith Bright. She is the CEO and designer of Judith Bright Jewelry. And if you don't know her jewelry, you're going to want to rush out and get some after you hear her story because the meanings and everything about what she does is absolutely incredible. So Judith, thanks so much for being here today. Come kiss the mic. Thanks, Angela. Thank you for your enthusiasm as always. I'm really thrilled to be here. This is Judith's how many podcast? First. First, yay! (laughs) So before we jump off and I mean, Judith has the most amazing store. We are going to post a behind the scenes video and some pictures of her gorgeous jewelry, but it's just not about jewelry. And so before we jump in, Judith has this incredible background and story, and I want you guys to know about it because you can really almost like shut your eyes and jump on this journey with her. And so how did, where did your life begin in like entrepreneurism before jewelry? Well, um, I grew up in Washington, D.C., and some of my earliest memories are actually playing in my mother's jewelry box, and I just have always loved how people adorn themselves. It tells so much about them. It's so fascinating to me, and my mom says that I used to walk up to people, sometimes strangers, and ask them if I could try on their rings, (laughs) and you know, 
some people had some really big honkers and, you know, they wear them and they love them, but everyone pretends not to notice, you know, a beautiful ring. And I was like, let me see that. Get that off your hand. Did you ever have anybody say to you, like, no, little girl, you can't, like, no. Or were people, like, receptive to it? They were very receptive to it, which is hilarious. And, um, you know, I mean, if I was sitting next to a stranger somewhere, I would <laughs> say, let's play ring. And they say, play ring. And I said, yeah, I love to stack things. And I, I think we could do a better job stacking what you've got on. So very early on, I had a sense of what, in my mind, looked very good on a person's finger. And then sometimes I'll change it up and they would say, yeah, that's a good idea. So that's kind of where it all began in my mom's jewelry box. So I know when you got into the professional world, you were running around and building a business, not for yourself just yet. So what was that journey like when you first got into the business world? Well, I guess you can count my um, nursing degree as um, the, the jump off point. I actually went to Vanderbilt Nursing School and graduated from there and moved out to California the day after I graduated and worked at Cedar sinai Hospital, which is a really big hospital out there. And um, I, I took care of mostly AIDS patients and it just killed me. It wrecked me. I was not able to leave it at work. And so it was kind of a come to Jesus moment where I realized that all that time spent learning and training, I just wasn't gonna be able to use it. But what it did teach me is to put life into perspective. Um, no matter how bad things are, they really aren't that bad <laughs> for the most part. So um, after giving, you know, blood, two blood transfusions and dealing with someone dying, you just, you just have a different outlook. So I love my education. And it was, it's a vital part of who I am today is having that knowledge and background. So after that, I decided to do something not serious at all, and I went and worked at Disney. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I was, the, uh, I was an administrative assistant. I worked there for a year. And then I worked for an Australian director, the guy who produced The Man from Snowy River, and he had a three-picture deal there. So I was his assistant in post-production, and I was there just to make sure he got to where he needed to get to and helped him in the editing room, just kind of facilitating his life here for those six months that he was here editing. And then from there, I heard about a great opportunity with Quincy Jones, the legendary producer, and a friend of mine interviewed for the job, and she didn't want it. She wanted to be a, an assistant director. So she said, you know, I know you love R&B music. You're always singing it. So do you want to go interview for this job? And I said, yes. And I worked for Quincy Jones for almost 12 years. And when I left, I was the president of his music publishing company. And that was a result of kind of being in the right place in the right time with the right attitude. And he was and still is an amazing, amazing person. And, you know, the measure of a person, I think, is after spending so much time with them, what your impression is once you leave. And I think I loved him even more um, at the end than I did in the beginning. 
So he was a huge mentor for me. He really believed in me and noticed that I was working hard no matter what it was that I was doing. And so when I first got there as an assistant and just kept working, 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 asking what more I could do. And he really appreciated that kind of hard work from where he came from. It was all hard work. So um, I ended up working for him a lot longer than I really really wanted to because I wanted to get on with the jewelry because I was doing that kind of as a hobby. And, um, but I loved him so much. You know, I gave him a year notice before I left because <laughs> I wanted to make sure he was taken care of. He's just so awesome. But it wasn't my passion, you know, and I really wanted to pursue my passion. So after my third child working and raising three boys, I gave him that year notice and that's when we took off from Los Angeles and we decided that I would start my business in Nashville and move the kids to Nashville. And during that time, um, we decided to take a gap year in Florence, Italy. So we packed up all of our stuff, stuck it in storage and moved to Florence for a full year and put the kids in school over there. And then I kind of got them settled for the first six months. And for the second six months, I took jewelry making classes and I had, I took it out of school there. Um, and then I had private lessons in wax carving. So it was basically silversmithing. And I'll never forget just walking home because every, you walk everywhere. There are no cars <laughs> unless you want to get run over or run over someone. Um, and I, and I realized, Oh my God, you know, this has been an amazing class. I finally felt like Cinderella, that the shoe finally fit. And I think that's what everybody really needs to look for in their life is that feeling when the shoe fits, you know, because it's, it's magical when work meets passion. And, you know, that's just what I try to tell everyone to really dig deep and, and, and try to work their work around what their passion is or or what they feel like they could be passionate about because you can be passionate about many different things but there definitely is one thing if you dig deep that really is is, is the key i love it so it reminds me when you say um about like let's play ring it's like as an adult on an airplane you know i travel so much and people sit next to me that have an apple computer <laughs> and i'm like why do you have your backlight on and why do you have like can I just fix your computer and um you know people that are around they're like somebody's gonna punch you one day like don't take my phone and, and then like by the end of the flight when I should have been working I'm like changing their life and their computer <laughs> but it's like I'm still doing that as an adult um and we have appreciate it Angela <laughs> I really do so I also worked with AIDS patients you know, I went to nursing school and did not like it and helped AIDS patients um, and had almost the exact same experience. But I learned about people. And when people are like, oh, my God, my, my, my dress is tearing in, in a, a wedding or, you know, my hair, the color is wrong. I'm like, this is all fixable. Like, you, you, we have a solution. Like life's not that bad. So be thankful like for what you have. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned Disney because all of my audience knows that like, I don't love Disney. <laughs> it gives me anxiety. Like there's just too many kids like everywhere. Um, well, I, I didn't work at the theme park, Angela. I worked in film production. <laughs> but one of the perks was we got to go to Disneyland in Anaheim after work, and we were practically alone in the park. So it was a very cool perk. 
Okay, so immediately when I hear Disney, my head goes to the park and kids and anxiety and lines and people and rah. So, okay, so then that clarifies. Much cooler, much cooler. So for those of us who don't know who Quincy Jones is, just because I live under a rock and I don't know who a lot of people are, um, who is Quincy Jones? He is a legendary musician and music producer. I think most well-known for producing Michael Jackson's biggest albums, um, Off the Wall and Bad and Thriller. So biggest album of all time. And uh, before that, he was a jazz trumpeter. He was with um, big bands, swing bands, Lionel Hampton Band. He did a lot of arrangements for Count Basie and Frank Sinatra. He scored 45 films, including The Color Purple and Roots. And he did the theme song to Sanford and Son and Austin Powers. You know, that's his song. So, okay, so that better explains. I do know... 60% of the stuff you just said. <laughs> uh, I need to get out more. Um, but for those of you who are listening, who are doing a side hustle, like Judith mentioned, and doing something as a hobby, but you don't think you can do it as a real business and really turn your passion into profit. I mean, that's what this whole thing is about to really give you hope and let you know that you can follow your heart and you can follow your passion and it's okay to work with someone for 12 years because it sounds like you learned so much. Um, who gives a year notice? Like, that's not normal. <laughs> he must be a really awesome person. Um, okay, so you guys know I love true colors. And so can you guess what color Judith is? The fact that she picked up and freaking moved to Italy? Like, that's amazing. Like, only an orange person would do that. And Judith hasn't formally gone through true colors with me yet because we're doing that on our forum retreat. In a couple of months, um, for, a forum is a, um, we are in the entrepreneur organization together and Judith and I are in the same forum. So we have eight, eight to 10 members um, and it's an international organization, which is actually the only organization that I stay in just because we give value and you can get value. And this is one of the valuable things we get to do is I get to talk to amazing people who have amazing stories who can share these stories and share the ups and downs so that you know that you can turn something that you love doing. And so your quote, your quote, ready? It's magical when the shoe fits. And it kind of like goes back to the whole Disney theme. Is that one of your favorite quotes? <laughs> no, I don't think it's a quote. It's just, you know, how they tried on all those slippers, you know, and finally the glass slipper fit. And that's really, I cannot tell you, I remember the moment when I was walking, you know, down those cobblestone streets and just, I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This is going to be it. Okay. So you moved from Italy to Nashville and walk us through your journey. How did you pick Nashville? How did you pick 12th South? Because that's where the flagship is located. Um, there's also another shop in Atlanta, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But why Nashville, and what does that journey look like? How long ago was that? Okay, well, we picked Nashville because my ex-husband was from Nashville, and I went to Vanderbilt, so I knew Nashville, and had just been, you know, coming back here every year because grandmom lived here for the children. And so we kept visiting her and watching Nashville grow. 
it was just growing exponentially each time we came. And it just seemed very entrepreneurial. And in, in Atlanta, I mean, in, Na- in uh, Los Angeles, you throw a rock and you hit a jewelry designer. In Nashville, not so much. So I really saw a niche in the market. And I, we moved here in 2004. I think that's, yeah, that's when we moved here. And I got everybody settled and basically said, okay, in 2005, I'm going to really dig in and figure this out. So I started with a marketing plan (laughs) because that's the only real background that I had. Business plan, businessplanpro.com. That's where I I did it. And um, it's a great, it's a great program. You all should get it if you're thinking about it because it really makes you think things through. It's great to have a business plan. Every book that you're reading now will tell you, you got to have a business plan and it's really true, but you can have a guided one. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. So um, you just kind of go and do the best you can, but take some guidance, read some books. Uh, Anyway, so I got here and started making jewelry and I knew that I had to come up with my look that distinguished it from other designers looks. So I knew that. So I kind of came from that place and the other place they came from is what's missing in my jewelry box? What do I want? What would I like to wear? And I started just making stuff that I would like to wear. And I wore it around and people embraced it. And the other thing about Nashville too, is that I had such an incredible network of women immediately through school, through the children's school. And several of them gave me trunk shows and invited all their friends and that's really where it started spreading. And then I held an open studio at my house every Friday from 12 to 4. That's all. <laughs> and um, people would just show up at my house. And one day people would show up, or people did show up. People were outside of my house and I didn't know them. So that's the point when I realized, wow, maybe I have something here. And I was traveling all all around the country, wherever anyone would have me with my bag of jewels and displays. And, you know, it was hard work, but it was, it was thrilling to see that people like to buy my stuff. It was amazing. Yeah. And I guess all of that really was, you know, before social media really began. So it was really word of mouth, grassroots, you know, grassroots marketing, girlfriend network. It's really strong. And that's what Nashville's about. Everyone is really open and really kind. And if you've got a great idea and you're working hard, they will get behind you. And that's, that's really how it happened. And so that's when I decided that I really needed a store because I really didn't want any strangers in my house anymore because, you know, it was, it was not great for my family to see people waiting at the door knocking to come in. So that's when I um, opened my first store in the Green Hills Mall. Did you know that? No. Yes. Yeah. So in 2010, um, the mall was owned by a privately held company, and they had a lot of local businesses in there. And one of the people had been to my trunk show and talked to a woman that I was looking around with an agent and said, hey, how would you like to be in the mall for a three-year deal? You can be here one year before Nordstrom gets here and two years after they arrive. And you'll be right next to him. And I said, sure. And then I just freaked out. I <laughs> tried to figure out how I was going to go from my house to a brand that looked like an established brand. So those are the moments, those trial by fire moments where you jump off the cliff. I mean, really, 
I was jumping off a cliff. I had to get a bank loan back then. The recession was beginning. It was tough. Luckily, I had a lady client banker who went to bat for me. So, I mean, it's just, I look at, the, it, 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 at my history and it's, it's just littered with wonderful or covered with wonderful women who just gave me a break and believed in me. Um, so hug your girlfriends tight, everybody. <laughs> so Greenhouse Mall to 12th South, how'd you decide that move and this area? And I'll, I'm also interested to know what did Nordstrom do for your brand and you being next to them? Well, I was actually right next to Free People that was next to Nordstrom and across from Michael Kors and Tori Birch. So it was just being associated with big brands. And, you know, people came in and said, what is this? <laughs> you know, is there, are there more? And so it just really gave me great exposure. And it also just, it, it, you know, and they have strict, strict rules there. We also had to be there from 10 in the morning to 9 at night. And I had to get that covered with staff. Um, so I just had to become kind of a real deal um, pretty much overnight. And it was thrilling and tough um, and um, had wonderful people. I've always had wonderful people who um, work at my company. And we just made it, made it work, <laughs> as Tim Gunn would say. We made it work. And so the deal was three years because they sold out to a big mall company, Taubman. And so they, I knew I was going to have to move. And so I just had seen a couple studios here on 12 South because back then it was kind of studios and small businesses and um, you know, I never really shopped over here. There wasn't much to do over here. And so I found a little house and it had been a recording studio before I got it. And so you can see how it was a recording studio. If you come by, there's a, the, we really have our um, jewelry studio that's here on site in, in the booth. So there's a glass wall on the other side and that's where they were tracking and they were recording the instruments and here where we make our jewelry. And so I just renovated it and just opened my doors, I don't know, three months after. And I thought, well, you know, I'll just concentrate on my web business. And I did lose probably about a fourth of my business that would shop with me in the mall, you know, on that side of town because nobody really knew what was happening over here. And now it's happening more than more than anything because people did think what are you doing this is crazy for you to move and it's not even that far but it seemed at the time far and we just lucked out timing right place right time so timing is everything um now obviously like i can see how beautiful your shop is but for people who haven't been in um, share some of like the special stories, the unique things, like what is unique? It's just not jewelry. Like everything has a meaning and it, and you, your passion like shines through this whole shop. So tell us what is unique. Like I know people have said like, what's the difference, which I'm not a jewelry girl. I'm really a tomboy at heart. <laughs> people don't think that. They think I'm high maintenance and lots of hairspray and lots of makeup, but it doesn't look like that every day. Um, so what's different about you? Again, I know. And then on your sign on the front, I want you to explain what that word means because like I had to Google it. <laughs> yeah, it's inspired artisanal jewelry. So artisanal, just artisans, if that's how you think about it. And everything is handmade, which number one is what sets us apart from most jewelry lines that you'd find in a store. 
because most people outsource uh, the jewelry to you know overseas or shops in New York. Um, and we make everything here. And we have a studio in Berry Hill now. And that's where we make the majority of the inventory for our Nashville store, for our Atlanta store, and for our website. We do a lot of business now on our website. And we actually had our website up before we had our stores. So I knew that was important back then. And so the website is, is it's basically our catalog. And it's our store in every city, <laughs> basically, is how we think about it. So, um, and now I'm trying to remember what the question was. <laughs> this is an orange. <laughs> so, like, what is special and unique? Like, okay. everything is handmade. Yes. Um, but really, like, when you walked me around, like, the stories and the meanings of the gems and, and if someone is going through chemo, like, the stories and how you name things that make, make this so unique and special. Okay, yes. So um, one thing that really does set us apart is we do get our gemstones cut for us. And so they're in our specific sizes. And that was a way to, to separate our line from others' lines because you won't find those sizes. And we have more gemstones than anyone else, more gemstone choices. So you, in some of our designs, you can have 40 different gemstones to choose from. And all of those gemstones have a metaphysical property. Um, you know, some people have been in here and they've had, you know, PTSD. And so there's a stone called chrome diopside. It's a crazy, you don't hear about it much, but it's for healing trauma. So people will get that and, and they'll look at that on their wrist and remind themselves that they're healing. Or for someone going through chemotherapy, people will come in and they'll buy Labradorite, which is for strength and perseverance. And, you know, we've got graduation coming up. That's just a big time of year for us. And, you know, kids are going on their way and they'll give a gift uh, for Moonstone. It's for new beginnings or Lapis for intuition and wisdom. So there's a meaning behind a gift that you give to someone. It's not just something, oh, I thought you'd think this was pretty, but I think you'd think this was pretty. And it's for protection when you're away at school. So that, I think, is what sets us apart. It's also very affordable. We use gold-filled and sterling silver and rose gold-filled. And those are, it's, it's heirloom quality. It's called bridge jewelry, actually, because it bridges the gap between costume and fine. And the price point is just something that everybody can grab. I mean, we have things that are $28 here up till, you know, to 800 so that's something that's great. And the other thing is we do serve uh, eight years old to 80. And that is really the truth. And it's like the kiss of death for marketing because they're always saying, hone your audience in. Who's your audience? And I've never been able to, to separate that because it's the truth. So we do really feel like we have something for everyone. And, you know, we get the little ones in and they get their first ring here. It's just really special. And then we've got older women who come in and it's, it's exciting because their kids buy their stuff for them. And um, so I think that's, those are the things that really do set us apart. So a personal story um, that I recently experienced, my mother who is in her late sixties um, got a gift from someone from Tiffany's and, you know, Tiffany's is a great prominent brand 
and it was a beautiful bracelet, but it was too big for her because she's teeny tiny petite. But the more important thing was the clasp. And, you know, my dad has passed away of cancer. And every time she would go to try to put that bracelet on, and my mom's not a crier, but she would kind of break down and it would remind her of a negative experience because she would say, your daddy used to always clasp my bracelets and I would never wear bracelets and it's not working. And I said, well, let's go to Tiffany's and try to exchange it. I know it was a gift. So I have to drive my mother to Green Hills Mall. And the guy, I mean, we tried probably 30 bracelets on and she couldn't clasp any of them. And so I'm like, how about a necklace? Like, let's just exchange it for a, a, a necklace. Like, and she's like, but is my coworker going to find out? Like, I don't want anybody to know. And he's like, no, no. I mean, how are they going to find out? And so I'm like, let's get something you can actually use. And so then like literally weeks later, we have a holiday dinner and Judith graciously gives all the ladies in our forum these beautiful bracelets. And aside from it being like beautiful, the most important thing to me, I was like, oh my God, mama, look at these clasps. Like the way they clasp and the brand and it's like Judith's logo on there. And that's another thing. I know it's a really small thing, but like that to me was like, this is genius. It sets it apart. And elderly people, older people, um, people that have, I mean, carpal tunnel, like it's, it's just, I don't know if, if everyone, if anyone's ever told you like how meaningful like that could be. But to me, I'm like, that's something that really, cause I've never seen that before. And I see a lot of jewelry, not that I'm into it that much or I wear, but my clients do. My clients are very much into jewelry. Um, what would you say is like your client's What's the top thing they love? Like, I noticed a few things in here. Like, you're very personable. You know, I was going around and taking some pictures, and there's, like, your hot pink stationery that, you know, you handwrite to clients, and you just make things very personal, and you're very approachable. And while you're this amazing designer who's been on this journey, like, you're a good person, and, like, you care about people. And, like, all the mirrors in here where people can, like, try on the jewelry, and it's just, like, a reflection of making women feel good. And I mean, there were even men shop in here when I came in here shopping in here. But is there a common theme where clients are just constantly like, oh my gosh, I come back here. And also I want you to tell them about how you name, like you were telling me specific names of lines, like your little boy made something, um, your mom's friend, like that has meaning to it as well. All right, I'll try to tackle those. Um, well, I think uh, one of the things uh, that is very important to us is um, being inclusive and kind. And that is a cornerstone to, uh, to what we believe in and how we treat one another here. And our customers, we treat them as we would our sister, our best friend, our mom, our aunt. And we don't sell our jewelry you know, we, we, sometimes we've had to cut people off, to be honest, <laughs> like a bar. <laughs> and we're like, come back tomorrow if you still want that. But, you know, it's just, we, we love what we do. We love our stuff. And um, we just kind of feel like we take them through a journey when they come in here. And the other thing that we do, which is why we have so many male customers, is that we do just, you can return anything. You know, we have a very gracious return policy. Um, you don't have to exchange. We give your money back. Um, you know, we, we want to have our 
customers comfortable and we want our jewelry to be worn. We don't want it in the drawer. So um, I think that's a good thing. We do also ship free both ways from our website. And that's something a little brand like, you know, our brand, it's tough for us to do that. But we realize we have to do that because that's how we want to shop. I don't shop any place that doesn't have free shipping. So why would anybody else? Um, and so um, you did also, you know, mention um, about the uh, us naming our, our, our lines. And they are all named after people that are in my family or people that have been special to me along the journey. And, and that's really fun. And, and normally I don't tell them and they'll see it and they'll be really surprised and excited about it. So that's really a treat. So we all love naming the things because people have, well, we haven't, she doesn't have a line yet. So let's give that to her. And um, it's just, it's really neat. And, and that's the thing about jewelry. It just has so much meaning. You know, there's a customer of ours who's just one of our favorites and she uh, rescues dogs. And each time one of them passes, because she gets old ones, she comes in and buys a sandalwood bracelet with their birthstone in it. And that's so precious. And people who have lost their children or parents, they'll come in and get their a birthstone necklace or bracelet. So that just means so, so much to us. Um, and, you know, because think about, you know, a lot of, you're not that into jewelry, you know, I, I get that, but a lot of people are, Angela, and, you know, just having something that's meaningful around your neck is, is amazing, and one thing, I, I will mention our, our lo logo, it's a lotus flower, and people are like, is this a yoga studio? <laughs> I do love yoga, but I didn't start doing yoga until three years ago, but um, the lotus flower has such great symbolism, and, you know, every night it closes up, and it's in the mud, in a mud pond, and every morning it blooms unstained, bright white. And that just symbolizes that every day is a chance to be a better self, a new self, do something good for someone. And that's what we really, really believe in. And so that's why the lotus flower. Okay, so you've totally like changed my perception in my mind though about jewelry. It, I, I, I've just, I think because I was a gymnast and like I was into sports and played softball and you know, you could never wear jewelry. So I never had the appreciation for it. Um, and, and even um, into my thirties, I was a gymnastics teacher and you couldn't wear any jewelry. And so I just kind of got into that habit. But what makes me so excited about your pieces is your journey and your story. And that's what is so special. So when people say, oh my God, I love your earrings. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're Judith Bright earrings. Do you know her story? Do you know her journey? Like there's just so many incredible stories, which we're going to share some of the behind the scenes with you guys. So you'll have to check that out on our IGTV. Um, but one thing that you mentioned is... Um, and, and, you know, I like to let our audience know, like one of your biggest challenges where you have overcome it and you mentioned e-commerce and selling online and you had your website before your store. And I know it's not easy to sell on e-commerce and sell online, even in almost 2020. So would you, was that one of your biggest challenges is setting up e-commerce and selling online or 
really like you hired somebody, it was a breeze and there's another big challenge that you overcome. <laughs> She's like rolling her eyes. There's so many challenges, but what like sticks out in your mind? Like this was our top challenge and this is how we overcame it. Oh God, which top challenge? So many. Um, you know, I think really, um, yeah, the e-commerce definitely was tough because, you know, I thought, oh my God, I'm going to put this website out and everybody's going to shop there and it's going to be great. I can make jewelry in my jammies, but that's not how it goes. <laughs> not, not at all. And so, um, you know, I, our, our website has had probably, I mean, probably 12 different incarnations and it's still evolving. It is an ever evolving thing. You have to iterate constantly and you have to pay attention to it because it really is your, your out, you know, facing, forward facing um, tool that you can use to explain to people very quickly about your brand. And that's a big challenge. The other challenge is just building stores and staffing and putting the right people in the right places. Um, that's, that's always challenging. That's just ongoing for everyone, I think. Um, but one thing that, that really I have learned, and I really have learned this over and over again, is every time there's a challenge that you think, oh my God, this is, this is it. I'm, I'm done. Or, you know, I'll never recover from this or that. You know, you have to keep faith that you will because you will. And so now whenever anything that I feel like is devastating, I really keep the faith that it's going to be fine. And that's just something I really try to impart to people that are starting their businesses. Just keep going. Keep marching forward. It's going to be fine. Just keep at it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's never easy. And it sounds to me like you've you've surrounded yourself with some really great people that believe in you, believe in your journey and your product. And um, even before e-commerce and social media, you still had people showing up at your house. So you knew you were onto something and you've just kept going. I'm like, well, look at what you've created now. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, she, she's like shaking her head. So if you're in Nashville, I know that many of you don't live here. But if you're visiting, you will have to visit Judith Bright's store in the 12th South area, which is like a hip place in Nashville now. And if you're in Virginia Highlands, Atlanta, there is a shop there as well. And then as Judith said, you can always go to her website, which is like their online catalog, judithbright.com. And it was funny. I'm like, do you guys do a catalog? And she's like, no, that's our website. I'm like, yes, right answer. Because like, I don't want creeper. Um, but you know, she's like, maybe it's a good idea. I'm like, no, Judith, like, no, no paper here. Like your website is good. Like take those dollars because your ROI on your website's way better than paper. Um, and then I know you are actively growing your Instagram. So what is your Instagram handle so people can follow you? It's at Judith Bright. It's very simple. And you can actually shop our Instagram and just get inspiration and watch our silly stories. And now because of Angela, we're getting on the stick and showing some behind the scenes stuff because we are absolutely a bunch of total goofballs. We laugh all the time. So we're going to let everybody in on that. Um, thanks to Angela really pointing out that that's, you know, people want to see that from you. 
and we've certainly got it. So we did our first IGTV thing today um, when we opened some opals that came from Australia that we're really excited about. It was an opal opening. I love it. Yeah, so we're, we're in, uh, we were in China and Hong Kong together. <laughs> and I'm like, Judith, like, and she went early because you, you did some th- mission stuff that you're that, in, somewhere in Hong Kong. Or you, did you go to Singapore? No, uh, oh, we were in Israel. Israel, that's yes. it. It was somewhere other than yeah. Macau. But yeah. she was telling me, and I'm like, before they left, I'm like, you have to take video, like vlog behind it, like BTS. And she's like, what's that? I'm behind the scenes, which most of you younger people, BTS is like this cute little NSYNC band boy band. I'm like, no, behind the scenes, it's like bowel movement is bridesmaids and STD is save the date, not a virus. You know, it's just funny, like all these acronyms. Anyway, squirrel. Um, so I'm like, Judith, you have an amazing story. And like, she has an amazing team here. And just like, I'm fascinated by all the things they're doing. And so be sure to go to Judith's Instagram and follow them. And you can see like, not only like how fun they are and goofbally they are, but like what they're doing and like what the meanings are, because people want to know people's stories. That is the reason. And I know it is hard to open up. Trust me. I know people don't believe me now, but I actually don't like being in front of the camera and I don't like talking about myself and I don't like letting people in on my life. I was raised by an undercover cop for God's sake. Like my whole life was private. I lived in a bomb shelter. Um, So, but you can let people in on certain things that you're passionate about and it's still safe. Like just tell your story. And um, you also did your first Marco Polo this week (laughs) after your yoga class, which is awesome. Um, so how would you like to, do you have any final words or your favorite saying that you would like to leave our audience with? Well, I can, I can leave them with the saying that really got me off my duff to get this going on is be mindful of the things that nag for these are the things of destiny. So listen to your quiet voice and pursue that and Get that magic and because you can do it. You can absolutely do it. So best of luck to all of you out there. And thank you, Angela. It was, I'm not that comfortable talking about myself either, but we did it and it was fun. Just like you said, it was going to be. Thank you. I'm like, it's, it's not that bad. Like it's just conversational. Like it's just, it is kind of weird to talk about yourself. But anyway, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Business Unveiled. Be sure to tune in next week so you do not miss any juicy details. Have a great week. Bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by Vlog Easy. That is V as in victory. Vlog Easy is an app in the iTunes store for iPhones that help you make content videos as well as vlogging on the go to share with your audience. It has absolutely transformed the way that I do video and communicate with my audience. If you are looking for an app that allows you to edit on the go, or if you simply don't know how to edit videos, this app allows you to do just that. You can record yourself in a quiet room. You don't have to remember what to say. You can simply look at your notes, and each time you're quiet and you pause, the Vlog Easy app takes all of those quiet moments out and edits everything together. It's like magic, and it saves so much much 
time. Vlog Easy allows you to record in vertical or horizontal formatting. You can import existing videos that live on your phone into the app and so much more. Vlog Easy Pro gives you the unlimited cloud backup as well as removing the watermark. Give it a try for free today. The link is bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y slash vlog easy. All in lowercase. V as in Victor. L-O-G-E-A-S-Y. Give it a try. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. And I'm so very grateful if you leave a review. Be sure you are a subscriber so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled. Also, be sure that you are part of my email list. And if you're not... Sign up today at AngelaProfit.com, where I share valuable resources and exclusive products with only my subscribers. Now, before I go, I want to ask you, if you have a story or a product to share with the creative industry, please let me know. To be considered as a guest on Business Unveiled, visit AngelaProfit.com and submit a podcast guest form. Until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.